0: Sport Social
2: Hello and welcome to our Rivals show Now we do these for a lot of the big games Manchester United, Everton We did it for Leeds in fact uh, And we put them behind the paywall as part of tour player Uh, This is the, the one we did before the first game of the season Against Manchester United And it was a talk through the the rivalry has intensified through the 70s 80s and indeed early 90s uh, Mike Nevin, Steve Armstrong, Rob Gutman, and John Gibbons all on fabulous form, it's a great listen uh, absolutely brilliant stuff and this is as I say before is the sort of stuff we do on the player all the time uh, we very much are only able to do this sort of thing because people do subscribe but we wanted to put this out for free before the game against Manchester United this time around part two of this conversation is actually available behind the tour player as well so if you like this sort of thing, the only reason as I say before we're able to do it is because we are support by the people who do subscribe, so sit back, relax, enjoy. This is the rivalry of Liverpool and Manchester United. Let's go.
1: It's the rival show, well, it's so called. Cool. Now we did one of these for Derby, didn't we, Mike Nevin? And it was uh, popular. and yeah. So we thought, well, what other ones can we do? So we've done a bit of a list, and we're doing them sort of as they go throughout the season. So uh, it's Man United next week, isn't it?
4: It is. It's interesting because the the Derby one wasn't uh, wasn't sent up as the rival show, was it? No, it was but, just the chat uh, about Derby. But yeah, we we spawned an idea out of it that we're, we're probably <laughs> lack, we're lacking shows on the the great rivalries that Liverpool have had with you know any number of clubs, but. Let's face it, um certainly in the uh the, the relatively modern era there's no there's no bigger yeah, rival is, than United, is w-
1: there? W- we will start with a big one, but we will be going through the uh, John Macken can't join us infor- unfortunately, but a uh, more than willing substitute is Mr. Rob Gutman, who's seen a lot of football. And because it's Man United, we have to get Steve Armstrong over, hands across the M sixty two and all that, he's he's come over, he's already had a couple of beers with heat, and so I reckon he's raring to go.
3: When you say Derby as in Everton
4: or D- County? D- Derby County, County County. How's yeah. that a
3: rivalry? Because the they 70s, were strong right? in the seventies. All right, sorry. yeah. The, no. All right,
4: okay. It might have been a bit more contrived than this one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Lacking in material, core material.
4: You'd be surprised. We did a lot, didn't we? Because yeah.
0: Mac
1: backing up three pages of notes. You mm. should, you should listen I, to the Rap every now and again. We've doing it. Okay, we've had a, we've had a, well, quite an extensive chat in the room about what we're going to do and what we're going to cover and things like that because there's obviously a lot to cover. And I think what we'd like to focus on is kind of 97 to 92 so that 15 years before the premier league when when these boys were going a lot who were in the room but also the rivalry really ramped up and it kind of gets to its height if you like um sort of mid 80s and then and then get a new lease of life when when ferguson comes in so that's what we're kind of going to talk about but we'll see how we go and we'll do a little bit on the 90s and stuff like that as well not least because that's the bit i remember so i mean the, the first big game i want to focus on mike is is the 1977 cup final because my dad's still moans about it and gets very upset and when I was crying after the nineteen ninety-six Cup final my dad consoled me with don't worry it wasn't as bad as seventy seven but generally before that it I mean how from from your memory or people you spoke to how how fierce a rivalry was it? Because there was talk from, from my father when he first started going that it was it was quite a quite a healthy kind of rivalry really and there was a, a maybe more mutual respect there than, than there would have been in later years.
4: Yeah. First of all, your dad is right. 77 uh, badly. I was I, I was <laughs> nine and refused to, to eat to eat for two days afterwards. So we certainly felt it pretty acutely. But I, I don't think that I don't think it was the type of rivalry that we're talking about today, or certainly in, in the mid 80s, because I, I, basically United weren't sufficiently strong enough at the time in the mid 70s. I, I don't think. I mean, aside from sort of cup successes, there, there wasn't. I don't think there was this sustained mutual hatred, if you like, that certainly was was at work by the mid 80s and historically you know my first memories will be you know sort of mid 70s so just before that 77 final and i, remember, I particularly remember a, a youtube clip i've seen of, of bobby charlton scoring at anfield at about sixty nine seventy, and united would win 4-1 i think um, and the cop applaud is, is is third third or fourth goal and it, that just wouldn't that wouldn't have happened at any point really um, in, in the time that we're going to be talking about where the copper applauding United goals. It just that wouldn't happen, have would Um For me, I mean, we'll, we'll go on to this, but it, it develops a little bit later, and I, I think Ron Atkinson had an awful lot to do with it um, for any number of reasons. But I think the lads will agree as well. I mean, I'll stop talking in a minute and hand over to the other capable chaps, but. I think it was very much that on 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 two different levels for Liverpool it was the insane jealousy that United got all of the press coverage while we were winning leagues and I think from United's point of view and Steve will, will speak better on this really I suppose from their point of view then you know they they they, they were obviously jealous of the way that Liverpool were stringing title after title and, and European cups together albeit that they'd won one before us in 1968.
3: Does that sound about right to you, Steve? Yeah, I think it's bang on. Um, I mean the. The sort of peaceful coexistence um, you could go back quite a long way. There's a lot. I think I'm again. For, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think it was Liverpool played Charlton um, after the, which was their first game after the Munich air crash, and there was a lot of stuff waxed about how peaceful that was, how respectful it was. Obviously, there was the Matt Busby connection with Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. That carried on, you know. Um, the big thing in the 60s was the socialising between Liverpool and United players. Um, you know, United players would go to games at Anfield, vice versa, you know. So, that certainly existed. Um, and I think Mike's bang on. I think the... But I still think back in the 1977, um, it never got even... It didn't get to a level that was seen certainly in the decade after that, which we'll come to. But certainly from from my understanding, the thing you gotta bear in mind there is um United's trophy prior to that FA Cup win the seventy seven was the European Cup in nineteen sixty eight. And they'd had a period in the same yeah. you know. Um at, at which point, you know, um obviously it was a bigger, bigger deal to United that than it was to them. And obviously Liverpool were on track for the travel in seventy seven. Yeah. But obviously I wasn't there because um, obviously I was uh, my first United Liverpool game came two years later at Goodison. But from people who've told me there that there was even at that game, despite you know getting done in a cup final, um, again the mutual respect thing was was evident. But also there was kind of a lot of well wishing towards Liverpool who were going on to a European Cup final. A couple, I don't know a week later or whenever it was. So yeah, I think Mike's bang on.
1: I mean, it's very strange to hear that now. Rob, considering mm. everything the football clubs have, have been through since there, the, you know, the, the games and, and the kind of ritual, really, that even even is kind of late as nineteen seventy seven. If you like, there was this "I'll go on and, and win the European Cup" type thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's where I come in as well. I'm, the thing, the thing of my first memories of it were that United just weren't in contention then, so that so that it just wasn't fueled. I remember us beating at Christmas '79 or coming into '79, beating the 3 0 at Anfield, and it wasn't like the result of the season. I remember feeling the first sense, first sort of tremors of needle when they win at Anfield a couple of years later, in about '81, and Arthur Alberston scores yeah, a winner. I remember that, I think, yeah, winner, yeah, at the cop, probably at the cop end. And uh, is that is the end of the Sexton era or the beginning of the Ron Atkinson era? I can't remember.
4: I think it's the first. Atkinson
3: was 81. Yes,
0: yeah, so yeah. it's the first one. So it's Ron Atkinson. It Steve and I were having a little chat about it, and Steve's going to give his theory in a minute, no doubt, in some <laughs> detail, I'm assured. <laughs> but, I'm, but I am but I was Mike in as much as my recollection was, under Dave Sexton, who United had in the late 70s, early 80s, and although he's a bit, you know, probably history doesn't reflect that well on him, but he did, United do finish second to us once in that period. Yeah, Dave Sexton, his personality was, a, was one of quiet dignity, and he didn't fan the flames. But And, and Ron Atkinson comes in. He'd rivaled Liverpool for for a season with, as manager of West Brom. He, they'd finished second to us, I think. Right? Is that right? 78-79. Mm. Um, ne- they're never going to catch us. But I think we needled him in that area. But, you know, Ron, Ron was... I think Ron, it's, you know, he's much maligned though, for many good reasons. But he was a winner. And I think he arrived at Man United and thought, I'm here now. Watch this go. <laughs> and, it, and that was his attitude from the, from, from the off. And, it, you know, and it never quite happened for him. But he was it, he was determined to, 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 to be at the centre of, of a growing aggro. Big run from Old Swan. Um, I mean, what, ironically, what, yes.
1: yeah. What was that? What was that like? Is him as, as, as Manchester United manager generally, Steve, I mean, away from the rivalry? Was he was he someone that the the, the supporter base identified with Did they take to him? Yeah, I think if you look at the Swash Buckling,
3: you know, Mike will tell you this. You know, United have always kind of been this look, just play good football type of thing, and that'll get people happy. Yeah, um, they'd had the Swash Buckling years, the Dockey. Um, and everything that came with that and that you know Tommy Dockett despite you know a number of things he's still one of the most highly revered United managers in history because of the style of football you know we had wingers absolutely going hell for leather at it you then had this sort of utterly mundane period under Sexton um, and it just bored United fans to tears I mean that season his last seat you got sacked after winning his last seven games I, I remember that the and it was, but there was a perception around him that he was he was negative a bit like Don Howe at, at yeah, Arsenal yeah mm-hmm. absolutely you know that I mean if you want to bring it to a more modern comparison you got it's like the vanguard scenario you know um ultimately did all right you know if you actually weigh up from what what he picked up to where he ended up similar thing with the Saxon. atkinson kind of brought that sort of swagger back um you know we were big in the transfer market um you know we made a lot of big moves he was quite flash with how he acted in life he had this sort of champagne lifestyle he was never off sunbeds um, Mr Bojangles he was, he was never off beds full stop if you believe a lot of the rumours that were doing that out at the time. But <laughs> the, um, he, he did he kind of brought the sort of showbiz back to, to United and that was kind of what people wanted but I still think that everybody likes a bit of flash every now and then. but at some point you've got to back that up and the problem we had in and around the era under Atkinson was, um, was if you think about what stoked the the kind of rivalry amongst fans, Mike said it before, there was, I mean, the whole thing was built on envy. Liverpool yeah. fans were envious of United for, for for something and United were envious of Liverpool for different things. Us, we just wanted success and to be where Liverpool were in terms of competing for titles, competing for European success. Um, Liverpool were often envious of the fact that United were still putting more people through turnstiles. United were getting a lot more media coverage. Um, and even local media was stoking out. I mean, you know I mean, you remember the Tony. Granada's out of Manchester. Yeah, you know. and- well, it wasn't just that. I mean, Tony Wilson uh, did a Granada Reports with a rose rosette on before the <laughs> European Cup final one night, you know, that <laughs> kind of stuff. So I think there was definitely the envy there for different things. And that kind of almost, you know, it gave, it gave that part of not liking United another another boost. The problem we had back then was. and and you'll see it throughout the 80s, our record against Liverpool in the 80s was, you know, you beat us in 20 league games in the 80s, you won three. Yeah, it was nice, wasn't it? You know, know, and and our record at Anfield in that 80s was four wins, five draws and a defeat. (laughs) So on our day, we, we were able to compete with Liverpool. But the one thing that Robson, sorry, that Atkinson was reliant on is we were just so reliant on one player, which was Brian Robson, and that's why it never panned out. But yeah, he absolutely stoked the flame, no doubt about it. I would probably challenge that, the rivalry in terms of where it went to after that it's far far more deep-rooted in society than it is just the fact that ron atkinson rocked up and annoyed everybody <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, i um, I've I mean, just echoed practically everything
4: steve said there i mean i think the thing about atkinson though is that he from the point that he picks up united in 1981 is that very quickly he has, he has them challenging us for 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 cups and titles and i, I know they don't win the league obviously and that ultimately sees him, him done for. But, um, you know, in terms of like cup semi finals and finals, we, you know, our paths cross don't they, consistently during his during his management. Plus, as Steve says, there. You know what what fuels our hatred of United, aside from the sort of the media and press coverage, is the fact that they're just beating us all the time in the key games. Not yeah. just in the cups; it, it's in it's in the league as well. I mean, they the lost count the amount of times Liverpool would win the league, but United would double Liverpool in the league. You know, they'd won they won at Anfield. I mean, Rob will remember as well. I mean, just so many times United would win at Anfield, and we, we were craving, you know, just just the odd win against United, I and mean, we weren't getting. them. And it was, it, yeah. I mean, they, they were the ultimate Liverpool
0: bogey team, really. It's also, it's also. <sighs> Perspective now, people won't really understand unless you were alive then how big the FA Cup is, and yeah. Liverpool had never won the F. Well, <laughs> Liverpool hadn't won the cups since Shankly's time. Paisley had never won the cup. We hadn't. We had won the cup in the uh, last in '74. We we're winning everything in Europe and in, in, in the in the league, and we really wanted to add the the FA Cup in the mid '80s to, to, to sort to of cement our dominance. And we have we have three big semi finals in the '80s prior to Kenny coming yeah. in and finally getting us the cup. We lose to Arsenal after about four of them. But we have two against United. One in Seventy-nine and one in eighty-five, and both go to replays, and both they, I think, I think they heighten the tension in their own way because there's so much needle attached to them. Well, before so we, get to to be before we get on to eighty five, before we get on to
1: eighty five, because Neil's Neil's coming to the room now and he's warned me that you just want to do forty minutes on it. I'm not going to let you. Um, <laughs> I mean, so this this eighty three League Cup final then is that is is that a big game for Liverpool yeah. in, in terms it was massive, of massive,
4: massive? Yeah, I, I remember. I remember. I mean, I'd, I'd have been fifteen then, and I think we went to a, a, me and my mate me and my dad went to a pub before for a, to, to have a pint, and I literally couldn't couldn't drink because I was too nervous. So, so i mean if that's dad. a barometer of how big a game it was
0: i could you know what i couldn't go because i i played hooky from school all week but I, i'd been sick from the monday and i thought I, I, I pushed it and pushed it with really nothing much wrong with me till about the wednesday and i thought i can get the thursday out of this <laughs> and, and then and then uh friday's beginning to feel all right and i went into school and my dad i don't i can't remember we had two tickets me and my brother and my dad said you would not been well enough to go to school a week. You're not going to Wembley, Fucking wanker. That's oh, pretty... there's some Wait, sort of fable in there, isn't it? Yeah, my <laughs> dad sang, "You're not
4: going to Wembley." <laughs> Do
0: you know what? I, I, I listened to it on my own in my bedroom on the radio, and it, it was one of the best days of my life. I remember <laughs> bouncing around my own bedroom because we so nearly lost it, didn't we? Steve will remember.
3: I like the fact that. Mike couldn't drink through nerves, <laughs> age fifteen that. so. That's it, yeah. I had yeah, I mean yeah, they, they were very yeah, early drinking days, it, yeah. I would say. I mean, my maximum would have yeah. been three, but I couldn't finish one. Yeah. You know? So I, mean, I had one puff on a split that day and I couldn't I couldn't handle it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the interesting about the League Cup was um obviously there was the um at the time you'd had um, a couple of European successes and United were still sort of hitting the wall. Um it was interesting because in the 80s, I, Liverpool only had what you'd class as two nemesis. One was the FA Cup and the other was Manchester United. So when those two things came together in terms of Liverpool v United in the FA Cup, that absolutely sent the thing through the, through the roof. Hmm. The League Cup, I, I can't remember. I, I'm guessing it was Milk Cup. Yeah, it was. Right yeah, yeah, it you was. Know, I mean, the fact that it was sponsored by Milk almost dumbs the whole thing down on its own, doesn't it? <laughs> but um, it didn't quite have for me the intensity that an FA Cup game um, had but where it was important for United was that was our first ever League Cup final mm. um, and it was interesting because both sides um, I think the League Cup, League Cup have been going since the sort of early 60s I think Liverpool's first final was like 78, 79 78 it was, 78, yeah. 78. Yeah. so the two most successful clubs in terms of you know silverware in this country's history were meeting um you know, it took us a long time to win it. Um, in fact, we ended up not winning it till sort of nineteen ninety one, I think it was, mm. or nineteen ninety two, it was. So yeah, that that was a big deal for us. But um again, it just showed the fact that um, Ray Wilkins captain United. that We'd had a brilliant semi final when we went to Arsenal. Um, I think we won four two at Arsenal. Coppel scored two, um, and then Robson. I can't remember if he got injured in the semi at Arsenal or the second leg um, at Old Trafford, I can't remember either way, but Robson was out of the final and none of us, you know it, we were such a one-man team um, and I, don't, I can't think of any, but we, with the exception of Maradona for wherever he was playing, whether it be club or country,
0: yeah.
3: I, I can't recall another one-man team to the level that United were um, at the Whiteside time Whiteside
0: was emerging as your uh, Rooney, uh, he, if he looked like he was going to be your Rooney, didn't he, and he scores that great goal
3: yeah, I think he's really he was... Young. Yeah, youngest he was, player to score at Wembley. Yeah, well, he did it in both finals that year. We Because um, mm. obviously we won the FA Cup that year, and I think he scored... I think he was 17 when he scored against Liverpool. And it was early doors. He was about 12 or 13 minutes in, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah he um, a unit, wasn't he? Yeah. Like uh, yeah. I mean, he was... I think they often said Whiteside was... You know, he was 25 when he was 16. Um, I mean, he, him, and, him, and, him and Robson, for me, epitomised what going to Anfield was all about in any game. Um... And one of the things that I've said on this show when we've been talking about league games often is sometimes, you know, you, you want to go in there and it's great turning up and winning, you know, when Matt scores or where Fourland scores or, you know, where O'Shea scores. And that's I mean. But, you know, you look at them games, we were never in it and we didn't exactly rock up and, and take the fight to Liverpool. People, Robson and Whiteside used to go to Anfield and just say, We're going to kick the fucking shit out of the lot of you. Mm, you know, yeah. they were hard as fuck. And I remember being Remy on Remy Moses show, as well. Remy Moses was, yeah, he was, uh, he, you know, there was plenty of people there. And listen, Liverpool weren't exactly shy, but, you know, <laughs> no, you, you know, you, you know. I remember uh, one show was on with Mike Hughes back, it was a pre of Liverpool, and he said, United, United used to turn up in the 80s and they were nasty. They were a nasty team to play, and Robson and Whiteside epitomised that. There,
4: there was a game, the, the game in 88 where Dalgleesh famously. Um, Berates Ferguson and and so sort of says speak to me uh, sort of baby daughter about because mm. he was bleating about about the the refereeing of that game that game mm. Whiteside came on with Liverpool winning three one with the express ins- instruction to start booting people mm-hmm. and it completely disrupted Liverpool and I think United were down to 10 men weren't they as yeah, well yeah. and yet they still got a 3-3 draw the thing
3: is that when Colin Gibson gets sent off that doesn't it's the same as bringing a 12th on yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's actually no.
0: the hardest to take in many ways mm-hmm. of of those 80s league results because finally, we were we were, the, we were the most enjoyable to watch we'd been in that whole decade we were properly mm-hmm. thumping you were 3-1
3: mm-hmm. up the man had scored a beauty mm-hmm. nothing man sent off nothing was going to spoil that day it was your best football team. That I'd, that 89 era was the best, apart from 08, which for me is still the best team that I've seen Liverpool play. Even though it wouldn't have beat the sort of 81 84 team, it wouldn't be beat because it, it, it had tried to play well and it had got kicked off the park, rightly so. But <laughs> the, the the game you mentioned, at the time at Man, despite all the glamour of the players that were around him, he was just bossing games for mm. fun right and he was playing out of his skin and Whiteside side got sent on and he maimed him he proper stamped on him and it's, it's probably my favorite ever anfield memory you know <laughs> put into because it it summed up what he went on as a supporter to play football you know he was like we're getting leathered here. we're getting played off the park we went we went one up within a couple of minutes robson scored and then he went on and just stamped on mcmahon and mcmahon just fell in a heap and it was almost like the fight went out of liverpool in that game and but that's what people like Whiteside did, you know. Mm-hmm. And he, and in, certainly in the eighty-three Cup fan. At the end of the day, we just—if Robson had been on that pitch, it'd have been a different outcome. I think potential. I'm not saying we'd have won it, but I think the way the game panned out would have been differently, without a doubt, because they came as a bit of a pair.
0: Well, what I, what I was saying this to Steve beforehand. I've got such a strong memory of this. In the after-match interview, this is pure. This is how big Ron's personality was suddenly all over that club. Now they—they they weren't. Although they didn't, they weren't taking being second to us. Not in his head. And in the interview afterwards, we've beaten them. He's gutted because we've turned the game around. And you know, by extra time, we've, we've properly done. We've properly won the game, and he goes. I added Motson's interview. He goes, "I tell you what, John, we're going to come back in here in May, meeting Wembley, and we're going to swamp the place." That was this, it. Was this defiant yeah, message? I remember that. I yeah, and they do come back and they do win the cup, and it was sort of, I don't know. It actually made me, as a Liverpool fan, think we were. It made it made the sort of hairs on the back of my neck stand I don't know. A yeah. little bit frightening because the one thing we were, I, every season preseason I started scared of United because they had more money than us and they'd go out. I remember one once they buy Jesper Olsen who'd been a star for Denmark and Arnold Muren and who was one of the midfield players of the game that time and they would buy a forward. And you'd go oh, for fuck's sake! And yeah. we'd, we we because we'd been good we'd only tinker. So you'd think the gap can only close here. So it was a very there, worrying. There thing was every a deep
4: summer. rooted um, fear in Liverpool fans that United would eventually win this title after 26 20- Seven years money. as it turns out and the, and that you know the you, you wouldn't see them for, for dust again and that sort of came true yeah you know yeah um and but but certainly at the time I think um yeah so that that 83 final I mean and there was controversy as well wasn't it McQueen got brought down by grobbler grobbler probably should have been sent Batistone um yeah, he he, it he, it's, he had had, it's hard
3: him. to get annoyed about that though Nah. For me, you know what I mean. I just love anything that involves violence <laughs> and people doing dirty it's like a precursor to, things, to the, uh, you know?
4: the, the the slightly abbreviated 85 chapter.
3: <laughs> no, but it was, it was up there, it was like Harold Schumacher esque, wasn't it? Yeah, It, it was, was exactly. just you know, yeah, but you know, I, I if that had been the other way around, this you'd is the made thing made I up. say to United fans look, you can bleat on all you like about how terrible it was, but if that had been the other way around, you'd have been like you know, you'd have wanted a knighthood. For mm. Whoever was in United now, at the time was it Gary Bailey? You know, you'd have wanted a knighthood for it. so
0: mad that he was in that position on the pitch, Gordon McQueen, yeah. centre half. He was injured, wasn't he? He was, yeah, yeah, was injured. Right. They been been left
4: off. sent him uh, up, yeah.
0: And he gets clear, <laughs> I think, just inside, injured, just across the yeah. halfway He's only five yeah. yards inside the Liverpool yeah. half, clean yeah. through Not a big lummocking centre of a centre half. But, but again, him.
3: it was an easy thing to be outraged about. You know what I mean? It was, um, you know, if it had been, it's one of them things to say. Look, it, I would say it's a simple formula. If you if it, if you'd be offended the other way around would you be you know everybody would have been cheering him off the pitch for that yeah. so I I think deep down though, Liverpool what it epitomised United had fight and battle Liverpool always had that just that touch of class that was always going to rise above it and you look at the two goals in that final I mean one was Kennedy from an uh, absolute pile driver and then Wheeler, Ronnie Whelan you know which you know yeah. yeah, still gets replayed today, doesn't it? Does it really? How oh, good? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whelan, and again, Whelan's curled it. Brilliant yeah, goal. Very he gets
0: good. Against, it, does he hit Moran's legs or something? In
3: the yeah, it comes game? back off him. Yeah. yeah. That's right,
0: right, we'll stop with yeah. that. Oh, no, 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 oh, okay, let's do 85.
1: okay. You've been very good. You've yeah, talked for you 22 minutes. You've been good, boys. So I'm going to let you do 85. But, I mean, it, the one that I guess people talk about is the FA Cup semi final replay, isn't it? But presumably, first, first game. Well, well, let's do the first one first. What a game. Was both at main mode? No, first is Goodison. Goodison, okay.
0: First is Goodison, and I remember. So, so, I think I had I a ticket on my As you did back then, I seemed to have so many away tickets on my own. I get one for me and my mate, but we wouldn't be able to sit together because of the way it worked out. They do you think
1: they let it? I mean, it I, wasn't I, deliberate. But do you think they'd have it at Goodison now? If, if it was still semi finals at, at neutral venues rather than this Wembley business? Did he still do the Goodison, or did no, he did no. send us to Aston Villa or something?
3: I, I think, think probably I think back then Liverpool. it was a, back then it was about convenience, it was geography there, wasn't it? Geography, yeah, 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 yeah no, that's it's about who can we get more into. So now, I mean, and, well, and in, 70, it was main road or in Goodison, seventy-nine, though, it, it, it was
4: the same, the same fixture. It was it was main road, sorry, main road to start with, and Goodison for the replay. In, in eighty-five, yeah. it's a, it's the other way around. So that, so there yeah. was a symmetry to that. But yeah. it was it was about geography, and the FA weren't asked in those days about inconvenience and fans. It was what was. Sort of best for everyone, yeah. Uh, well, by or by It that's
0: amazing. So the first that one's a Goodison. What's amazing about that game is we're awful, really, for, for 80% of it. Liverpool, yeah. we're playing in yellow, and um, they're in front for most of the game. I seem to remember, and then uh, Ronnie Whelan scores that stunning goal, doesn't he? To equalise. Unbelievable goal, he just bends one in from it, must 35 yards, I think. And it's in the last, it's virtually the last kick of the game, isn't it? And uh, we go, it's one of my. Favorite celebrations of the of the entire eighties, that the, you know, on my own, but with strangers all around, me became my best mates. And then, then they go on to dominate uh, extra time. I think Strachan scores. Is it Strachan who scores in extra time? Stapleton. Sta- okay, Stapleton. And then we repeat the trick. Is there not a dram- just as dramatic a goal in injury time in extra time? Yeah. Walsh scores. What's the yeah. build-up to it, Mike? Doug <coughs> Leash crosses it in. Uh, 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 there's an
4: offside. Actually, the linesman he put flags his flag for offside yeah, and yeah, he put his it. flag down. <laughs> yeah. the, 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 uh, yeah, this is the trigger for Atkinson to go bonkers again after the yeah. game. But um,
0: we, were, we were laughing at the Dalgleish
4: whips across and mm-hmm. rush uh, heads brilliantly at the far post. Bailey saves it, and it just uh, drops down on the line. And there's like the, there's a, a pregnant pause, and like the, the crowd, the, the ground just sort of falls silent for about, you know, sort of like a millisecond. It is actually, and Walsh just comes in, and in his own That's words, he bandled it in. But um, if <laughs> you remember, think, if you
3: remember the, the, this thing about the, office, it, it was George Courtney and. Everybody at the time was just convinced that, you know... I mean, you taught some people, you'd think that he was your leading scorer before Christmas <laughs> our season. In the rivals show about Derby County, <laughs> I was sleeping George Courtney for yeah, yeah, every, the same reason. Yeah, but yeah, exactly, know, exactly everybody's, fans got got a, everybody's got a perception of it. But, um, yeah, George Courtney, there was a flag for offside and he, he ignored it. So, yeah, it was... Um, but the interesting thing about that game was, we'd, if you think of... Um, We'd both had European games the week before. I, I, for, you'll know better than I will, but I'm I'm pretty sure you beat Panathinaikos yep, in a yeah. week. I'm sure you leded them for three. Four, or four now, was Anfield, it? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you had that. Like, United got dumped out um, of uh, whatever it was. The, I think it must have been the UEFA Cup or the Cup Winners' Cup. Um, no, it would have been the UEFA Cup if it was. Um, and we got beat by Video um Hungry. Yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah, Um so we'd had that kind, and it was you know on penalties as well so it was one of them late into the night job so both were coming on the back of european games but obviously one had had the tough trip and obviously the uh the, the late night and all that kind of stuff so yeah i think but united just turned up as they often did and raised the game for liverpool i mean joe fagan was quite open about we got away with absolute murder. now mm-hmm. we were nowhere near the better side um liverpool played far far better on the wednesday night at main road
4: Far, yeah, that's right.
3: Better. Yeah, talking of absolute
4: murder, um, guess, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was the, bad one. It, it? I mean, I, I've, I don't think I've ever seen anything like it. I mean, Walton, the street of Walton around Goodison, I mean, it was like a war zone, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, and this th- th- this was of the time. I'd see Steve said before about the sort of societal influences yeah. that it, as much were, were part of the rivalry. Um, certainly in, in the violence stakes. I mean, you know, there were tough times, weren't they? And mm. you know, basically, teenagers got their kicks through this sort of thing, but. Um, a, a mate of mine from school actually wore, a, 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 I don't know where he got this scarf from. Um, he, he wasn't he wasn't one of the cool cats, but he, he'd wear a scarf, whatever. And it had like a tinge of black on it. And in those days, United's favours, if you like, were red, white and black. Yeah. And if anything ours were red, white and yellow. And he got his head absolutely stoved in yeah. by Liverpool fans. Mm. And he was screaming, I'm a Liverpool fan, I'm a Liverpool fan, look at my scarf. It had Liverpool FC on it, but it had mm. this tinge of black on. And that was a, that was a reason enough for him to get a, a massive kick in. And there was, but there were incidents like that going off all round the ground before and after the game. And I call, during the game, I think we fired
3: a, a flare didn't you me, did, into, yeah. into your end. The, 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 big, <laughs> the big events there, the, the flare that got sent into Ireland. In um, it hit the scoreboard and then dropped down, yeah, didn't it? Yeah, it was a shit shot, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it there the was that, Darcy, um, I'm pretty sure. I, I mean, I think Jesper Olsen got hit by a missile on the pitch. it brings been so mad. There was people getting slashed and knifed outside. Um Golf balls with nails. I, that was the well. The spiky golf ball was the was what you brought to Main Road. Um, but that was the, the. I don't recall the spiky golf ball um, being. What choice? Yeah, which, largely because I didn't see anyone get hit by one. But it doesn't mean they weren't there. The um, Main Road was that one. I mean, it's pretty evil when you think about it that people were going to that level of thinking. You know yeah. what? Let you know. Let me. It, it's a step up from the days of you know if you got your wallet and your rattle and your flat cap and your scarf <laughs> yeah what if you got you know knife yep check spiky golf ball check it's a step up from that but yeah it was it was it was horrible um but i i i i came from an upbringing where i quite liked the needle but i liked the adrenaline rush and the the fear of walking around on edge and i guess it's largely because of that 85 week that I can't take this rivalry now seriously. In this, and and when I say seriously, as in, obviously I want United to win, um, but I don't get on me pram about it. Um, I don't get upset about it because I know that it can never ever be that fueled again. But I don't buy the fact that that rivalry stemmed from, you know, people winning this, people being on the telly more, people having more people. I don't even buy this nonsense about oh it stems back from the fact that you built a ship canal to get (laughs) to get cotton out of here without i don't buy any of that nonsense it was an absolute product of what living in the northwest was like in that kind of era it was all about unemployment it was about housing it was about what you had coming through the doors in terms all of the outpouring of all of the depression that people had socially came out in football unfortunately the whole you then throw in the combustible element of Manchester United v Liverpool. You chuck in there, then also the FA Cup element, which at the time was probably as big as winning a title on a on a on a on a one-off event. The whole thing was just an absolute concoction, ready to absolutely explode, and it absolutely exploded massively on the Saturday at um, at Goodison to levels that you didn't think could even be ever reached again. And then Wednesday night, it went up another notch. Yes. What
1: was the crowd splits like at these games? So was it was the more... we, had,
4: we had the Gladys Street and the main stands. United had the Park End and the Bullens Road. So that's about sixty-four. So but, but, but what, you, what, so what if you if you think about the, the, the four sides of the ground, what you had in two corners was Liverpool and United fans within literally within spitting distance of each other. So there was a lot of that going on. Did we have the Kipaks at Main Road? You have after
0: kickbacks, don't you? So that, was, that was split down in the split? That's how it worked. Yeah, I, 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 was um again separate tickets, but no, actually it was us three of us had went and two two of us and we'd only got our ticket in the in the United end. So this is in the heat, high heat of all this. I was so it's eighty five. So I'm I'm eighteen and we are in the United end. Me and my brother, and um, we knew how dangerous that was. And not, I think we were brave. We were, we'll just keep quiet. We're watching a football match. We're just glad we got in to see this. semi. But then Paul McGrath, about 20 minutes, Paul McGrath scores an own goal and we're winning. We we've played okay and we're winning. And uh we just it was just you know gut reaction, we celebrated it. <laughs> and instantly, Coppers are in there and they lift me and my brother, probably two or three others, Liverpool in, they lift us out. And I remember seeing some match of the day later. Well, he's <laughs> on coughing, choking, thinking about this. Walked us along the touchline and just plonked us in the Liverpool end for our own safety's sake. And then we—I saw on match today, we passed the dugouts, so and I'm—I'm giving it the big one. Really, <laughs> the camera, yeah. Might be it's on YouTube somewhere. I've Liverpool. Never I'm sure to look you can from. get that. I'm gonna
4: the thing, the
3: thing about the—I, um, I, every—I got punched. I got punched around like a pinball on the uh, in the Goodison game. Everywhere I went, there was people wanting to hit me, and I was what 16 at the time. I was getting hit by people three times my age. I mean, forcibly battered. You know, and then you get up, and then you know you get your breath, and then you get booted again. It was that bad, but you know the adrenaline rush of walking into that in that arena as a supporter back then, you know, it was it was great. I think that, um, that, I think that's that, that's, um, it that's it really
4: true of, of fellas our age. Basically, mm. that, that there's a lot of sort of glorified talk about the days of the violence, but it wasn't the violence that you you, you was was fed on. It, it was the boss. It was yeah. it was. And, and my fear. first recollections yeah, of fear. going to Old Trafford mm. would be an equal mix of of fear but excitement I mean it was I suppose it was the prospect that something terrible could happen but getting back on the train afterwards and you know if if you'd won that was great but getting out the place alive was was, was a massive adrenaline rush
3: the thing is though Um, those two grounds though Anfield and Old Trafford weren't exactly because of the prestige of both clubs Um, they were good stadiums they were generally well kept in terms of Goodison and Main Road were totally the opposite of that. And Main Road, in particular, which I've often said is, you know, if you could pick the perfect arena to have football violence, the Main Road would be it. You could get in any part of the ground, you could walk around any part of the ground, and then you get outside, and there's little alleys, rows, and rows. you can, honest to God, you can get offside. It it? Yeah, it was amazingly good. Yeah. And But the thing is, is how I went to that game on the Wednesday, having been booted around, you know, pretty much. You name a postcode in Liverpool on the previous week, and I got <laughs> battered in it. <laughs> I, uh, I am, um, I went to that game on a Wednesday, going, I, I understand, I this is payback, and I'm going to do the, I'm going to do exactly what happened to me to everybody I see. Yeah, did yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you? No,
3: I don't want to know. Loads of people did, but that was, yeah. but no. The <laughs> point I'm trying to make is. It was a pretty fearsome experience that we had. And it was, like, it was like if you take a boxing match where, you know, you have this brawl in the first and then you have the rematch and then the rematch is always like another... Mm-hmm. It was like that, you know. I think somebody described it as... I can't remember who wrote it about it at the time, but someone actually said if, if the atmosphere at Goodison at the weekend was electric, main road was nuclear. Yeah. And you know.
4: uh, I mean there was there was aside from sort of fish fights and probably stabbings and stuff like that, there was <laughs> uh, there the just a glibly <laughs> <a few> stabbings <laughs> and that. But I mean there, there was once and violence as well against property. I mean we we'd lost obviously which sort of crystallised a lot of this. So Winders and Houses two that, Mark w- 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 gone, were g- we're he? just getting the,
0: um He certainly scores the winner, Mark.
4: He, yeah he, he did he Robson that, get he? the other one. I think Robson, Robson okay. um, but windows in in houses were getting put in Mm. by Liverpool fans and there was actually a double-decker bus that was on its side and on fire as we walked past it and but (laughs) I mean you just put two and two together and just thought well you know (laughs) on its side yeah it it was on its side it was blocking the road and you just thought well you know what's happened there the bus has been turned over and someone set fire to it but you just you know and because of the times it didn't seem that mad. Mm. I mean, You know, it mm. sounds crackers saying that now, but it, it's genuinely true. It's, it's not- funny
3: It's funny you mention that, though, because that point about you didn't bat an eyelid. I, a couple of years later, we were at Millwall away, and it was all going off down the street, and I watched a load of coppers go piling down, a lot of them on horseback. And then about a minute later, one of the horses come running back on its own with no copper on its back and its tail was on fire <laughs> oh, Jesus and Christ. I just you know when you just stand there and I just watched it go past I didn't even blink at it it was like that's what happened you know yeah. it was like that's what happened but that that, that night to me just um, for me that was when the rivalry and the hatred and everything got to a peak that could never be surpassed, um, and I think there's been there's been a lot more snide stuff ever since. If anything, it's got more snide since. You know, there was a lot of the. You know, that's when it, it was since then, organic really was. Let's it, talk about it? the song
0: we used yeah. to sing at them then, uh, uh, because that was the high of it for me. Is when we we sang about Munich. Yeah, and you know, it's um, to our eternal shame that, but that was the high of it. And I will tell you what, nobody who sang it then, Liverpool <coughs> and fans and even crossed their minds. And that it wasn't, wasn't the right. And it, it's to important to
4: say as well, it, it wasn't every, a minority. Every, it, every it, single one, it, one it, of everybody us, everybody sang it, and. Uh, just uh, uh, it, with reference to that song, but um, what the exchange that I vividly remember at the replay at Main Road is that Liverpool, when they went one up, um, the, the our, our part of the Kipax was getting all cocky and they started singing Atkinson, Atkinson, shut your mouth, shut your mouth. And United came back with Shankley Shankley eighty-one, and then Liverpool basically won this argument two-one by coming back with Munich, Munich, fifty-eight. And it's it's if you get the, the the clip on the TV, you can hear it as, as crystal clear. But that. Again, it, it was just... It's terrorist banter. And, and it's the worst use of, of, of banter as a description. I think as a description, but I mean, it probably needs pointing out as well
1: that this is 27 years after the Munich air disaster. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's
4: quite... There'll be people there
1: in that ground who would have remembered it. It's about the same as, as Hillsborough to now, really. Yeah. And, and I, I don't think the disasters are the same because a uh, completely well, different thing completely different thing but in terms of in terms of memory in terms of time past I mean it's nothing really it's a generation
4: no but I, but I think the key thing is that the generation that we're at the height of all this chanting you Know it, it, it wasn't our generation, <laughs> no, it felt
0: ancient like history to us. It I'm felt not, I'm
4: at pains to say I'm not no, def- no, I'm not defending no. it in no. any way, yeah. Uh, and I'm as guilty of it as anyone. Um, I've never
0: known a Liverpool song sung with such passion and such gusto ever before or since as, as mm. who's that dying on their own, yeah.
3: Life. I mean, it, it's, it's sick looking back, but then, you know, I mean, Shankley 81 was getting bound, banged around by loads of people as well. And I think, again, you know, we. We can do you add, you
4: add a, a tune to the same, yeah, the yeah, same look, tune people, as,
3: people can oh. do people can do a show about about you know tragedies here tragedies there this song got sung, that got some you know you know i think everybody knows it's just it is moronic and football brings the knobhead out in people better than anything else in the world you know and, and unfortunately back then that was football was 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 an environment where it was all right to do that kind of stuff you know what i mean it's you know i don't i don't get offended about stuff like that whether it's about united or i just pity people who who are like that nowadays because you think you know what you should you know this generation is a lot more educated has a much better lifestyle mm. has had a lot better upbringing than we had back then you put it down to you know social unrest you put it down to social ignorance you put it down to general you know, the way things were back then, it, it was, you know, you can pinpoint to a lot of things in the sort of eight seventies and the eighties, whether it be racist humor on television, homophobic humor, it was just kind of, you know, you see documentaries laughing about it on the telling it was all right in the seventies and you're just sitting there recoiling in horror. You can do the same at, at sort of football um, and the same sort of thing. I think deep down though, it was when the, the rivalry was starting to spiral into areas that became pretty nasty and pretty, um, pretty unpleasant really you know and i I, listen i i you know i don't like i don't like songs about that sort of stuff i don't like people who who get um you know i don't think one-upmanship and this is the other thing about the united liverpool rivalry it when you have a one-upmanship rivalry you've got no control over where that might go until people stop first of all it starts about we play better football than you then it's about we've won more than you then it's about we play better football than you then it's about we have more people watching you there's, always, there's no ceiling to it and then it does unfortunately start to disappear off into realms that you just can't control and you know the modern day versions of all of this kind of shite as we well know is is pretty despicable really but you know um i think back then though um i, I still i still put it down to the fact that as much as it was wrong um you could definitely pin ignorance to it and you could definitely pin just how generally people felt about life in general to it whereas now yes but Better behaviour from people. I think.
4: And, oh, sorry to, to okay. uh, butt in there, Rob, but and then t- to put it in a time context as well. Obviously, Heisel happens at the end of this season, and I know that was when I grew up in 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 those terms, if you like, and a lot of Liverpoolians along along with me. And then obviously we we have Hillsborough as well, which just reinforces all of that. And I think that's why Steve's absolutely right to say that. To be honest with you, the modern day rivalry, it, you can't even speak of it in the same breath. It's com- it's entirely different. And I remember somebody said, try, trying to explain why the rivalry had changed, that you know, it was Liverpool and Manchester lads who had this shared interest in a lot of things other than football, music yeah. and clothes and what have you. Whereas a fight now or a, a, a dispute at Liverpool-Man United is, li- is liable to be re- between a lad from Belfast and a lad from Warrington. And, you know, <laughs> either might be the Liverpool fan or the Man United fan. Um, but it's it's just it's just changed I mean it and it's, it's a what, different world basically it's a good
0: point I mean it's worth stressing outside of the confines of the contest if you if you lived in Liverpool back then you'd be in Manchester all the time I was going the hacienda I think it didn't cross my mind that I was going into the belly of the beast you know what I mean I was having a night out in Manchester where the music was cool and the people were cool didn't even didn't even care of course you suppose you logically connected the two but not not emotionally you didn't think okay i wasn't going to wear a liverpool flag to go there well, I, I,
4: I can't stand that the, the man, old oh, manchester is full of shit chanting. i think it, that, that's sort of modern day moron like behavior and because it, it it just isn't you know what i mean i mean and it, it just pisses me off that, that people still want to sing that sort of that i think I,
3: but I think when you bring chanting into it full stop you know i mean i I've, I've got an issue I've got no issue with somebody who wants to kick my face in I've got no issue with it whatsoever um, because it happens quite a lot um, especially in my own house I, um, <laughs> but I have an issue with a grown man putting his hand up to me saying five times I've got no issue with the fact do you know what I don't care if Liverpool win 5, 10, 15 European Cups they can win back to back trebles for all I care I genuinely genuinely wouldn't be bothered and it would not change my life one bit the fact though that there are these childish people out there who who this is again i bring it back to this it's the whole thing is about one upmanship about two cities that are 35 40 miles apart and it and it's it's pathetically childish that that ultimately keeps going into levels that i think become you know because this whole banter piece is one of the worst words in the world and it's almost like an excuse to be just a horrible bastard and get away with it under the heading of banter it's just not right unfortunately you know it people just need to sort of grow up and grow out of that, and I think a lot of our generation knew that In after that sort of 85 era um, it started to I think it, it, didn't disappear. it didn't just disappear because obviously what you then had was United went into a period of a little bit of decline after that, Liverpool carried on you know, who knows what would have happened after Heisel if you'd have carried on being able to compete in the European Cup you know, your five could have been probably seven or eight maybe even more um, obviously you know, we weren't in a position to be able to do anything regardless of that. But, you know, I think when you got to the end of the sort of 80s, um, the gap between United and Liverpool on the pitch, I remember saying to Neil once, we uh, we won the FA Cup in 1990. And you could just get the sense that Ferguson was starting to get the team moving. When I went to Anfield, I think it was either our first or our second away game. It was early doors in the season. It was September. We were up against that Liverpool team of the, that had Beardsley and Barnes and everybody else in it we were three down after like 25 minutes having played really well and you just thought god almighty this is never ever going to end this you know what Mm. i mean i've never felt going into a ground so close to being do you know what are we getting back into this kind of rivalry where we can compete on the pitch then and i think what the impact of that was on the crowd though was that kind of rivalry that you saw growing through the 80s football and disappointment about football suddenly started to become quite important to people Whereas in the sort of 80s, do you know what? You'd have been, Liverpool fans would have still done, if you'd won no titles and no European Cups in the 80s, you'd have carried on doing what you'd have always done. You'd have turned up en masse. You'd have been going here, there, and everywhere on the continent, doing the grafting and getting all the gear and bringing it all back, because that's what people, lads from the northwest, did. Football started to become a bit more important and a bit more serious to people um, towards the back end of the 80s. And people did start to actually start to take what was going on on the pitch a little bit more seriously. And you know that rivalry off the pitch in sort of the 70s and the 80s started to disappear a little bit It's been but it superseded all, by the actual football hasn't it that it became back then i think yeah and, and it coincided with you know one of your one of your sort of better signs and and you know but then that's what ferguson got onto for me was because for me the modern day stuff where it got ferguson stoked that more than anybody it's, you know surprised yeah. to hear you you know well i'm not surprised when you mentioned that But Fucking Al Ferguson. Oh no, he definitely did. Proper stoked that up and brought. I mean, he was pretty much the first thing he did, wasn't it? Yeah, which again, I I can understand having a name and having a target and stuff, but he kind of brought that almost that vitriol from the stands and the terraces and in the cities. Um, And he, you know, and I think one of his comments at the time was, it's always been there, it's been like that since the 1800s. Well, it hasn't. You Mm. know, most people could talk quite openly about how. The coexistence between the two clubs was pretty strong up until the late sixties, early seventies, even into that sort of seventy-seven cup final period. And he, for me, he definitely took that on to another level. I think
4: he came with that um, the pain of that defeat that we uh, we gave uh, gave him at, uh, when he was at Aberdeen. Mm, um, and that. That, w- that was one of the things w- when he comes and when he comes down. I'm not sure when the, the effing perch comment comes out, but it was it was a lot later, I think, wasn't it? Um, but but certainly the mindset to to, to get
0: won over on Liverpool was, was there right from the very often. He fancied himself that his Aberdeen side were quite something special. He'd done something clough like in Scotland to win, even more so, arguably, to win Aberdeen the league and break the old firm stranglehold. And, um, I think he fancied him. He fancied them to be the the Borussia Dortmund of their era, I yeah. think, in his own mind. And we go up there and we win narrowly, but but effectively, with a lovely goal for McDermott. And you get back to Anfield, I think he's still, he's still in the ties, making his name in Europe, and Liverpool wiped them away, 4-0. And I and it rankles with him. And when he gets that job, yeah. that dream job, the biggest job in English football, which Man United wasn't, mm-hmm. he goes, it's Liverpool. It's all... He was obsessed.
3: And I think the fact that Kenny's there as well, yeah. the Glaswegian does yeah. his edit. Well, in. if you think about that, that before he... Cause it was interesting. You take the 86 World Cup, which he managed after Jock Steen. There, left ugly shelter squad. And well, well, Hanson was the one he left Hansen, out. And then as yeah. a result of that, he started. But Alt-Leish was injured, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, but, um, but it was obvious that you mentioned that Aberdeen game, um, Michael Grant's book, Fergie Rises, which um, is a great read. I mean, if you want to get inside the mindset of a, someone who's a winner, if you can take out the fact that it's a manager, that's obviously put Liverpool through the, through the, through the mangle a little bit. And, it's a quite a fascinating read into the mindset of him, but you're absolutely spot on. The, the chapter about that night where Liverpool uh, got Aberdeen got absolutely taken to pieces it wasn't so much about he actually idolised how Liverpool did things. That was like the the benchmark that he had to adhere to. But this, what really rankled him. There's a great story in in, in that chapter about a game where um, sooner. Rocked up at the plate Ferguson got them all back to a hotel and said right you know you can have a meal together and you can have a drink that's it you know and soonest wandered in um, on the jolly you know with his like you know his sheepskin and all this kind of stuff quite deliberately trying to stoke it and what and apparently there's a lot of quotes from Aberdeen plays who were saying you could like they were des they were all laughing like going like you know behind the but like behind the headmaster's back because they could see the steam coming out of his ears it's almost <laughs> like he carried that level of anger right away into his United career. Um and obviously the end product to that and what it what it became was obvious. But yeah, I, I, I absolutely think you're right. I mean if you read that chapter it's um it's quite a fascinating read about how that stoked what was the passion inside him that Liverpool were a benchmark and I'll do whatever it takes. I will stoke up anything. That, that gets us back into that into that situation. Yeah, you know? and
4: I and I wonder as well about how much this this as I said before this sort of constant fear that United you know eventually overtake us because they are in essence probably just that slightly the bigger club I would say in 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 some senses that might rankle with some Liverpool fans, but. You know, if you look at the crowds, throughout in national this, terms,
0: they are they yeah. are England's and, and club, they, and
4: they were. And what what made United that national club was was Munich, wasn't it? And the, yeah. the outpouring of sympathy. And I think Liverpool have become more of a, a widely supported club uh, since Hillsborough as well for the same for the same reasons as sympathy. But I think this this constant fear that they might usurp us at some point. I think that actually makes our fall more dramatic because when it happens, and it's United that you know win the league in '93. And that sort of coincides with us really, really sort of imploding under Soonus And then there's 93 and 94, Souness goes. And then when Roy Evans takes over, then, you know, he, he's got a job on really to, to you know, sort of try and get back to the levels that we're at, uh, where we had been previously with United and the rivalry. And he actually manages to do that. So that the 96 Cup final, by that stage, I distinctly remember this. On the day of that 96 final, the, the bookies odds, I mean, you're a better man, Steve. It was 6-4, to four, the pair of them, uh, for, uh, because Liverpool had yeah. recovered so quickly under mm. Evans. And bearing in mind that United side that went into that game with Kansenard at his absolute peak, that was no small feat. Mm. So that that actually sort of re-engendered the, the rivalry a bit, albeit what we were saying
3: before, that it was predominantly football-based now. I think if you look at... I think it was, it was a bit of a... It was almost like every year there was something Liverpool and United related. Then you had this there was a couple of kind of big events. So, I mean, you mentioned 96, the 92 the ninety two league game um, where United... Yeah. At the 3-3? Three, three. No, the 92 league The one game. where we saw 2-0. Oh, the stop yeah. you winning the league. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah. I mean, win. yeah, I think it, it, I think it was either, it was the third or, it was the third of four games in 10 days for United because of fixture congestion and they just ran out of steam and all that. But obviously, that for me that night was the delight that we saw. That's when I knew yeah. United were going somewhere. Because I was going, I was, there I was at Anfield watching our title. I knew United were going to win a title soon. You could just see it. You could sense it. You could feel it. But when I saw the delight, Liverpool always delighted in winning stuff. mm mm-hmm. What I was watching for the first time ever was Liverpool delighting in someone else. I was was going to say the
4: definition of a pyrrhic victory, wasn't it? Really, yeah. yeah. It was was massively. It was Mm. it was relief and it was gloating, Mm. but it was it was it was gloating based on something quite flimsy, really, because we'd been shite that season. We finished sixth and it was actually a bit of a shock that we beat United and the only, yeah. the only thing really I mean, and this was the, the, the irony of it all is that you know, we've gone through the, the 80s getting beat regularly by United but not to league titles that and that, all of a sudden yeah, you got this yeah. role reversal where yeah. United yeah. are challenging for the league we're 6th or 7th and yet we win the game uh, but you, I, I agree with Steve that there was this huge sense that art, you know, that this time had come when
3: United would potentially overtake. us. But I was walking out of that ground thinking. Everybody thinks what must it be like walking out of the ground and thinking that must have been the ultimate. I, I walked out of that thinking, I'm "All right, here." Yeah. You know what I mean? I can see. I knew that there was. We were coming like this on the stairs where mm. Liverpool was concerned, and you just think. Today was maybe the day that we passed. We might not have a title for it, but you just knew that that was going to come. And you know, well, I mean, United really should have won that that league title because it was Leeds as year, wasn't it? And yeah, I, which, I don't, which is which really do, that rankles. I mean, the, you know, the the, the,
4: the, the trotted out phrase the league table do, doesn't lie. I think it did that year. United were the better the best yeah, team were. in the country. Um, and obviously, they go on to win it the next year.
0: We which... clung, we clung, and several after that. We clung, clung yeah. to it. It wasn't just, although it was mainly about this relief of denying United that title. Because I remember them selling t shirts outside Anfield going, uh, Terry about Terry Wake coming out of prison. Um, and United seven won a title, it was 26 years. We were very much delighted with that ongoing statistic. Even the way today we sort of laugh about Everton's trophylessness, but, mm. but much more so. And the fact that we'd stopped United, we'd had a bad season, so it was a real insult to injury for them to be winning that league. So it was a major relief. But also the fact of beating them was also something for us to cling to, go, all right, we can write that season off. I think we'd, we were going to win the FA Cup that year yeah, as we well. Yeah, we did. The so we thought, okay, we won the FA Cup. Um, We've got a bad season, but we did, you know, stop the winning the league. We've shown we have beat them. Maybe they aren't really all that. So we were kidding house. I was all over the show there. I can see why. if I was Stevie going, of course United were better than Liverpool that year. Of course Liverpool weren't just going to catch back up. But at that moment, it felt like that is a relief. This may not be the end of the world here.
4: And let's face it, the season after United win the title um, and Liverpool finish eighth and that really sort of says it all in terms of the directions that the, the two clubs were taken under Ferguson and Tunis respectively at the time.
3: But you think about the just the way football was going then as well. Though we were entering an era of, of you know, happy clappy, sanitize this, sanitize that. Obviously, the game needed to sort itself out because of obviously things that had gone on, um, and it couldn't have carried on to the to the levels of what we saw on nights like because i mean you, you mentioned 85 in our semi-final 85 was also the year of heisel 85 was also the year of uh, bradford. Loot, um bradford fire Luton mill mill Millwall. you know yeah. i mean the whole thing and everything you know all we were doing was just adding another tick to thatcher's yep yep Yep, everything that, well, you know, we were just, the whole of the game was playing into the hands of somebody who hated it, you know what I mean? And she wasn't exactly going to do uh, do anybody any favours as, as we subsequently went to find out. But the one thing, though, that, you know, that I still think about, and I'm, I'm, you know, that Steve Curry, who was writing for one of the papers that night, he described that 85 night as, he just said, it was an attacking slugfest of a game of football played by proper men in front of proper men that sent, and the atmosphere sent a shiver down your spine and I haven't seen or felt anything like that that description everybody I tell that to about and night go yeah he's spot on. even ever since then I've seen United do this that and the other I've seen us win everything I've never had a night like that I've never had a feeling like that and you know you kind of felt that going into that area that we've now started to chat about that it just wasn't going to be quite the same as it was back then yeah. If you forget
0: not. football nearly I had a feeling after 85 around that era that football could just end there was so much on the telly about so many sociologists getting dragged yeah. out so much yeah. talk of the hooliganism when English fans were going abroad the hooliganism back at home just, you know, the fire and hills, but in that period, you the, think there, there was a, they there, could call a halt to football in this country within five years at any time. A, there was end a end quote well, she um, fucking would have done if she got, she'd have got away, yeah. But not just I think British society was up for oh. you, know, the, you know, middle class society yeah. was up for ending football. Yeah.
4: The end, um, there was a quote I used in the, uh, the 85 86 book, um, which I can't quite remember it uh precisely, but it was something it was in one of the sociological essays around the time, and it was football is a slum sport. Played by played by um, slum people, in front of sl- slum uh, supporters uh, in slum stadia. I think that's that's not quite it. I might have had an extra slum in there just <laughs> just, just for reinforcement. Yeah. But it was you know that that was the perception, uh, and it wasn't it wasn't really far wrong, was mm-hmm. it? But other than castigating a class, I suppose for all of the deals that that uh, you know Steve was, was was talking about before. Okay, should we leave it there? We wanted to finish at ninety two, and we saw to half.
1: There's obviously a lot of classic Liverpool Man United games after that but football kind of changes and the rivalry changes as well Steve's quite right to point out that the 92 is a bit of a watermark in that unfortunately we start celebrating um, United not winning um, nearly as much as we, as we do Liverpool victories because they're quite rare but thanks a lot to the boys in the room that was really interesting I feel like I've really done anything apart from press play well you uh, haven't
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you lit the touch paper John you lit the but touch I'll, paper but I'll, uh, but I'll,
3: but I'll celebrate a it over
4: nicely like a good hold in the field, and it was just facilitating it's like a good else. chat show
3: host when he just <laughs> let it flow That's I feel yeah. I've, yeah. Sat here, I've sat here with like Muhammad Ali with Rod Hull and Emu. Thanks, <laughs> 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 Emu. We'll
1: you've got,
2: it,
4: it you've got,
1: got, got to leave it that No, sort of make Neville, Bob Goodman, and Steve Armstrong. We might do party, you never know. But I think that was just about perfect.
2: That was the Rivals. A huge thank you to Steve especially for coming over and giving himself over for that. But also Mike and Rob as well for speaking honestly. John for holding it all together. I said to John afterwards, do you feel as though the show went well? He went, well, you just put a microphone in front of these fellas and they go. And I think you'll all have heard that, as I said, before the thing began. uh, That was originally a tour player show, a subscriber-based show. uh, £5 a month for that, and 30, 40, 50, perhaps even sometimes 60 other shows that we do right the way across the month here on the Anfield Wrap. We're really, really proud of the offering that we do across the board. So hopefully that's given you a of some of what you can get behind there as well. Some of the time it's tactics, it's current football, it's looking at transfers, some of the time it's looking at where we've all come from and how this whole game of ours, this special thing of ours, works. Uh, please take the time to consider subscribing theanfieldrap.com forward slash subscribe. Uh, this has been Neil Atkinson. Huge thanks again to Steve, to Mike, to Rob, and to John. I really hope you enjoyed the Rival Show.
3: Sports
1: Social Podcast Network.